Well, hey there, I'm Liz St. Jean, and this is the Rise in Your 9 to 5 podcast, where I help quietly ambitious leaders who want to have meaningful and fulfilling careers, making an impact in the world. It's where strategy meets intuition to become a better leader with more joy, less stress, and endless impact. So let's break free from perfectionism, imposter thoughts, and that inner rule keeper that keeps you in a career comfort zone. It's time to become unapologetically you and step into the life you are meant to live. We're going to talk presence, productivity, and having it all. Or, as my four-year-old would say, we're going to take over the world. So let's get to it. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is number 55, number 55. And on today's episode, I'm going to be highlighting one of my resources that I have. It's a free resources, free resource, completely free resource called the Quietly Ambitious Leader Toolkit. And I wanted to highlight it to you in case you hadn't heard me talk about it before. And what I'm going to do is I'm pulling out from, from the toolkit a few of my favorite exercises and well, you'll see as we go along some exercises and things from each of the parts of the toolkit. So a little bit of background on the toolkit is that lately I've been, well, longer than lately, over the last few years, I've been thinking a lot about ethical marketing and just been doing work behind the scenes. I know I don't talk to you much at all about the behind the scenes of my business, but this is one of the behind the scenes is I've been thinking and working on ethical marketing and really exploring what that means for me and and um, listening to the conversations that people are having about it. And so I joined a program specifically about it. And I was working with the, the coach, the main person in the program, Tad, and we had a session together and we were talking about the kind of people I love to work with and the people who've done really well in my programs. And he was the one who actually came up with this term, quietly ambitious. And I know I've shared it with, with some of you, those of you who are on my email list or you're in my Facebook group, you've seen me talking about this and maybe heard me talking about it on the podcast already. And it's this term that really seems to resonate with a lot of people. And it resonates, I think, for a few different reasons. What I hear most commonly from people is that they, they say that, I, you know, I, I am ambitious. I do have ambitions. But for one, just like the word ambition alone feels uncomfortable, feels a little bit like, you know, that you're the kind of person waving their arms around saying, look at me, look at me. And so people tell me like that, they say, that's not really me. Like, that's not who I am. You know, you're not the kind of person who uses elbows. <laughs> I like to say you're more likely to use emotional intelligence instead of elbows. And there's a kind of quietness around it. There's a calm. There's also a joy there as well, because this isn't about being flashy or being what I'm called sometimes proclamational leadership, you know, people who say all the right things, but the substance doesn't feel like it's always, always there. You know, you're the kind of person who has a lot of integrity. You have a lot of values. You're, you're wanting to move into leadership roles for all the right reasons. You know, whether, whether it's you've been inspired by really great leaders in the past or, or you've had that experience with, with leaders or managers who made it really hard to get out of the car or open your laptop in the morning. Either way, you're inspired to do better, be better. You want to be a leader for the right reasons. You want to motivate people. You want to make positive impact in the world. 
And like I said before, you want to do it in a way that's not like, you know, all about you, right? You don't want to be loud. You don't want to be flashy. You don't want to have to do jazz hands. You just, you just want to do leadership. You want to paint visions. You want to motivate people. And so this term quietly ambitious just really seems to resonate. And what I think is so fun about it is that, you know, for some people who are really identifies introverts or internal processors as well, it really lands, right? The idea of being quietly ambitious really lands for an introvert. But even for my extroverts out there, you know, there's a lot of people who I just still identify with that phrasing, quietly ambitious, because even though you're extroverted, it feels, it can feel icky or it can feel gross to kind of, to promote yourself, to be out there self-advocating. And you'd rather do it quietly, right? You'd rather, you'd rather just do it than be loud about it. So anyhow, I would actually love to hear from you. Does this land for you? Does this phrasing feel like it really reflects who you are in terms of what you're trying to achieve, where you're going with your career and, and you know, how you see leadership and your, your reasons for being a leader? Please reach out and let me know. You can find me on LinkedIn or look in the show notes. There's lots of ways of getting in touch with me, but I would love to hear from you. It'd be awesome. So for today, so I'm going to talk about this resource I, I, I pulled together, Toolkit. So I'm, I'm calling it the Quietly Ambitious Leader Toolkit. So what I did is I pulled together different resources that I had. And um, one of them actually used to even be part of my paid program. But when I was looking at it, I thought, no, I need to have this as part of my toolkit. This really needs to be there. So it's a toolkit of five different resources. And if you want to pick it up, you can head over to themintambition.com slash quiet. That's themintambition.com slash quiet. You can pick it up there. You just send me, you, you'll give me your email address and I will send you the resources. It'll come to you in an email and there's five different resources. So for the rest of the episode today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe them briefly. And then I'm going to pull out either an exercise or a different piece from each of them that I want to offer you right now. So whether or not, because, you know, if you can't go and get it right now, you can't get the whole toolkit. I want to highlight five of my favorite exercises or items within the toolkit. Okay, so let's start off with the one that is actually part of my boot camp. So I've, it's always been only for my boot camp um, participants. So I've pulled it out and put it into this toolkit and it's called the three-month career advancement blueprint, okay? So I'm giving you some step-by-step ways to work on advancing your career. So that's what this whole blueprint is. So it is a Google doc you'll get and it is how many pages is pretty comprehensive. So, oh yeah, it goes up to, it's 11 pages. So there's lots of good stuff in there, but it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward, pretty easy to follow. And what I've I've done is I've broken it down into the start of it. I walk you through some reflection questions to make sure that you have a good handle on what it is that's going to advance your career. So you start off with that reflection, identify how you can advance your career, because that's something that only you can know, right? Everyone's different in how they're going to advance their career, depending on what you're trying to do, like what advancement means for you, how it works in your organization, whether you're looking at a whole different organization, right? So only you can answer that. There's, unfortunately, there's no like paint by numbers for that piece of it. But once you have that, then you go into part B, which has action items. And it's a daily, weekly, and monthly system that's all designed that by the end of the three months, and honestly, it'll probably be before then, 
But at least by the end of the three months, you're going to notice that senior leaders or senior managers, they're going to be setting up and paying attention. You're going to be showing up in slightly different ways, doing different things, and they're going to want to know what you have to say. They're going to be seeing you as a high potential employee. You're going to start getting tapped for special projects and all of the good stuff to really position you for promotion. If not even having starting those conversations, like I said, like you know, with I, I think for a lot of people it'll be within the three months. But that said, the way it's designed is that uh, at the end of the three months, what you do is you create a new blueprint. And you start from you start over, so you keep doing this every three months. Okay, so I won't go through the whole system, but I do want to point out the weekly action items. One of them, so on Wednesday, the Wednesday weekly action item that I give you in this blueprint is that I want, and I, so this is my, my task for you now that I'm sharing with you that I want you to do, is rekindle a relationship with someone you haven't, haven't been in contact with for some time, okay? And I even, there's a part in the initial reflections that's helping identify who those people should be. And I'm very aware that, especially for the more quiet amongst us, so especially for my introverts out there, I know that can be feel really daunting and, and hard, like, oh, how do I even start a conversation? So what I do, what, one thing I've, I've always loved to do, I share with my clients, is you, as you're reading articles and as you're paying attention to things around leadership and around your industry, which just actually a little side thing, that's your Monday task, is to pay attention to the industry and reading leadership articles or, or podcasts in this case, as you guys, you're listening to a podcast. What you can do is you can take that article or you can take something in the industry, in the news you've been reading and share it with someone. So in sharing it with someone you haven't talked to for a while, that's a great icebreaker for lots of different reasons. But I love it because you can you can say things like, hey, I saw this and I thought it reminded me of you. I was just thinking about you, thought you might enjoy this. It might um, it reminded me of the project we worked on or it reminded me of some of the conversations we've had. That part of it, again, is going to depend on, on you and how you like to communicate, but also your relationship with the person and how formal or informal it is. Okay, so that's number one. And that's one task inside the three-month career advancement blueprint. Rekindle that relationship with someone you haven't connected to for with or you haven't connected with them in some time. Okay, number two in the toolkit is the leadership mindset journal prompts. Okay. And what I've done here is that, um, all, so this is like sort of pulled from my bootcamp. So when you join bootcamp, or if, if you join bootcamp, you get the option of doing what I call a leadership discovery survey. It's a pretty comprehensive guide. It's several pages of reflection and exercises for you to really understand your own views of leadership. I give you different prompts. I give you different articles, really to understand what you think about leadership. And so what I did with this one for the Leadership Mindset Journal prompt is I pulled out some of those questions. So it's not all of them. So it's a lot. So it's a little bit shorter, a little bit easier to get through. But there you get six reflection questions. And then I also give you a bit of a bonus section where I share with you some of my favorite articles, mostly HBR, Harvard Business Review, because I'm in love with Harvard Business Review. Um, I share some of the resources as well and some reflections on the resources. But your six reflection questions, it's a starting point. It's kind of like a, an appetizer or an amuse-bouche for your thoughts about leadership. Okay. So right now, I want to share with you one question. I really want you to reflect on this. If you're in a place where you can even pause this after, after I share the question, 
pause it and just have a think about it. If you can jot down some notes, if you like, or think it through, talk about it with someone, maybe talk it out if you're an external processor like I am, so you can tell as your podcast host, okay? But find a way to reflect on it, really think about what it means for you, okay? And that question is, here's the question I want you to consider. Where will you show up as a leader this week? And how will you know you were successful? Where will you show up as a leader this week? And then it's a, a tag on question is, how will you know you were successful? And that's a really great, great question for a lot of different reasons. But one of the most powerful reasons or one of the reasons it's powerful is because it gets you out of reactive mode. You know, so often we're just either either we're reacting, kind of like playing tennis and getting all the tennis balls being tossed our way. And we're just trying to knock them back as quickly as possible. But oftentimes we go into kind of like a little bit of a, you know, turtle mode where we've got to like turtle in our shell. Um, you know, it's, sometimes we call it victim mode, but where, where we feel like we are at the effect of everything. So that would be like at the, on the tennis court, all the tennis balls being thrown at you or knocked at you through that machine. And you don't even, you feel like you don't have a tennis racket. You're just trying to, you got your hands over your head and you're, you know, if you imagine hunching your shoulders in, you're just kind of like trying to protect yourself. Okay. And there are times where we need to protect ourselves, right? I do not want, ever want to take away from that, that idea that there are those times where you, you do want to be in protection mode. But that said, it's hard to show up as a leader when you're, shel when you're just sheltering, you know, arms over your neck and face and trying to cower from all the tennis balls you're eating head your way. Instead here, you're saying, where will you show up as a leader? You are being proactive, right? You are, you are taking control and saying, this week, I'm showing up in this way. It's a very different energy. And it's a, it's a much more compelling energy for others when we show up that way. People are more or more drawn to it, to be listening to us and to, to follow our guidance. And so I would love for you to try that on this week. Try on, you know, where will you show up as a leader this week? <laughs> and then the bonus, how will you know you were successful? And the reason I had that second bonus question is because sometimes we, we want to, we also want to think about what, the, what does it look like? So how do we, what do we, what does that mean to be a leader? So how do we know we're being successful, right? So um, you pair those two questions together and it's a much more powerful way of showing up. Okay, so that's the leadership mindset journal prompts. Then the resource number three in the toolkit uh, tool is the ultimate guide to leadership books. So for those who don't know, I love leadership books. I've had a huge collection. This is, I've, I've, this is what really got me into all of this leadership stuff, leadership books. I love, I find them so fascinating. And what I started doing over time was curating a list of what I was reading because there's just so much out there. And um, people would just always ask, you know, what should I read? That, that's a question I hear all the time. What book should I read? So I've put, been putting together over time. It grows. It's an evergreen document. I grow it over time. And it's curated out into different sections. And one of the sections is about leading people. And there's a subsection called New Managers Start Here, where I've got several books that, that I would recommend a, a new brand new manager year. You've just got a new management job. These are five really great questions. And I'm going to share with you one book that I think is a really fantastic book to start off with as a new manager. And it's actually called The New One-Minute Manager. 
Okay, the new one minute manager. And it's called the new part is not about being a new manager. It's it's the the fact that the book, there was an original book called the one minute manager, and then they updated it to become the new one minute manager. And the reason I love it is that it's very easy. It's very quick to read. um, It's by Ken Blanchard. So if you know the name, the Blanchard Company for management training, that's the, the linkage there. And it is, it's very accessible, like I said, because it's short. What they added in the new version is they added more to do around coaching, how to take a coach approach to your management. But essentially, they give you some really fantastic tools on how to approach people, how to work with them when you are their manager. Now, like I said, the, the, um, that resource, The Ultimate Guide, has lots of other books as well because there are so many books you can, all, you can read. You could, I mean, I don't know, know that anyone has time to read all the books there are, but that to me is a great starter because it's quick, it's easy, it's going to get you into effective action right away. Um, and then if you want to yeah, pick up the toolkit and check out The Ultimate Guide if you want to see even more books that are helpful. I think I, I think the list on this in my guide has something like 200 books. We might have even more by at this at the time. Um, by the time you hear this, by the time recording, I think it's about 200 books. I have a whole section in the beginning about leadership books written by women because there are a lot of books that are written by men. And I want to, my plan, my goal is to keep increasing the diversity of authors because there is a very, um, uh, it's a very common theme with most authors of leadership books. And so I want to keep looking for uh, diversity in authorship. So as an aside, if you know of books that are, especially if they're not as well known, you know, you don't, people aren't, you, you don't have Adam Grant talking about on his podcast, but but they, it represents diversity of of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of um, ethnicity, of gender, every anything, diversity of anything please let me know because I would love to include that in my list. So please reach out if you have some suggestions, if they're not already in my, in my list. Okay. Okay. So resource number four, because that was resource three. Resource four, the toolkit, is it has a very cheeky title and because I called it the perfect system to overcome imposter thoughts. So the reason it's cheeky for those of you who don't already, can't, don't already um, get it, it's because a lot of times imposter thoughts or it's also sometimes we refer to it as imposter syndrome has to do with perfectionism. So that's why calling it the perfect system was a bit of a, a cheeky play on it. And I call it the perfect system because there's seven letters in perfect and e, there's seven parts to the system. So seven different um, tangible, I would say things you can do right away that are going to help you with that mindset, are going to help you with overcoming some of the negative self-talk and the imposter thinking that can come on that you can start doing right away. So one of them that this is one of my favorites is I call it feel the beat, dance to your own personal songs. So that's the F in perfect. So feeling the beat has two pieces to it. One is the the fact that you want to focus on your unique strengths. You know, what is it that makes you special? And the reason you want to do this is that operating from a place of strength is always going to be more powerful than trying to be something you're not. Okay. So you want to dance to your own beat or you want to show up as unapologetically you. Okay. That's really, really key. But in the second part with feel the beat, 
is because that bef- that, the other part about dancing to your own song is metaphorical. But I also want you to think about physically feeling the beat because you can really use your body to feel confident as a way to inspire confident thoughts. Okay. Now, that said, we also don't want to, you know, we don't want to slip into to- uh, something that's called toxic positivity, which is that everything's fine. It's, you know, to quote the Lego movie that which my kid's been obsessively watching lately. It's not that everything is awesome. Like everything, just to to, uh, to quote the Lego movie too, you know, everything can't be awesome all the time. It's okay. It's okay if things are, you know, that we're having negative feelings or even that we're having, you know, you know, quote, negative thoughts. That said, this can be a real kind of Kickstarter to kick us out of that feeling when we're ready and we want to be we want to get to that place of feeling more confident. Starting with music is so wonderful or starting with your body is so wonderful and you can do it through music and you can also do it through striking a Wonder Woman pose. There's a great TED talk on this by Amy Cuddy about the power of our body. So if you think about the Wonder Woman pose, you've got your hands on your hips, you've got your shoulders back, you've got your chin held high, your head's held high. You're feeling that in your body, okay? Like I said, though, you can also use music. Now, my favorite song, I think he, anyone who's on my email list who would have seen me email about this a couple weeks ago, is um, there's a song uh, sung by Kiala uh, Settle called This Is Me, and it's from a movie, but I love her version, especially on, if you go to YouTube, I haven't found it anywhere else, just on YouTube, there is a, it's almost like a behind the scenes because what they had done is they recorded for this movie, they recorded a lot of the songs during the green lighting of the movie. And her version is so powerful because it, uh, before she starts singing, there's a bit of an, a back and forth interview with her and one of the showrunners or sh- uh, songwriters, I think it was. And she talks about how scared she was. So she is living this experience of like th- this, this uh, woman with the most amazing voice. Seriously, when you hear this song, uh, you cannot stop playing it. I, or at least I can. I can't stop playing it. But she has the most incredible voice, expressiveness. She's beautiful. And yet she's feeling all this fear around this song. And she talks about how scared she felt. She didn't want to come from, from behind the music stand, but she does. And you see it. You actually see it in this song, how she overcomes that fear. And it's just amazing. It's incredible. So definitely check that out. I will put the link in the show notes. I would love for you to watch that. Okay. So music, Wonder Woman. And then number three is to breathe. Deep breaths. Get the blood moving. Get oxygen into your body. You know, it's probably not the first time you've heard that before. So hopefully I'm just reinforcing something you've already heard before. But really get that oxygen, like I said, get the get the air into your body, into your body. Okay. All right, we're bringing it home. We've got one more. So final resource is the quick start guide to self-compassion. Okay. Self-compassion. This is the name of the game when it comes to my quietly ambitious leaders. Because if you are, if you're like anything or if you're anything like the people I work with and the people I see and people in my communities, you care so much. You have so much integrity. Your values are so strong. 
that you have so much expectation for how to show up, you need to also have that self-compassion, both for when things don't go well, because, because they're not always going to go well, right? As you go into leadership, as I tell my clients, especially the further up you go, the, the more uncertain things are going to be. And so be having that compassion for yourself, giving yourself grace. And then especially if you're the kind of person who really cares a lot about your impact on others, you get into you can almost get into the place where you you want to, you're going to need to have compassion for yourself for you know, holding yourself to high expectations. Okay, so you want to strengthen that muscle, self compassion, having grace for yourself. Okay, and what I'm going to suggest for you, well, okay, two things on this one. So because there's a few different pieces I have in the quick start guide. One is I'm going to share, and I'll put it in the show notes. There's an article from Harvard Business Review called Give Yourself a Break, The Power of Self-Compassion. So I'm going to put a link in there because that's a great article. And I'm going to read a quote, uh, one of the most powerful quotes from the article that I found. So it says, people with high levels of self-compassion demonstrate three behaviors. First, they are kind rather than judgmental about their own failures and mistakes. Second, they recognize that failures are a shared human experience. And third, they take a balanced approach to negative emotions when they stumble or fall short. They allow themselves to feel bad, but they don't let negative emotions take over. Okay? So that's the article, Give Yourself a Break, The Power of Self-Compassion, and I'll pop it into the show notes. Now, bonus from the Quick Start Guide is I want to share one of the simplest things that I find helps people, and it may even sound a little bit silly, but just, just try it. Just give it a try. And that's keep a Post-it note somewhere, somewhere that you see it on a regular basis. So in the kitchen, could be above your laptop, could be in your bathroom for when you're brushing your teeth. And I want you to write on that post, post-it note some kind of affirmation that reminds you to have self-compassion in those moments of stress, okay? So in the toolkit, and, and I'll do this in the show notes too, there's a link to a great list of 101 positive affirmations. And it's fun too, because uh, if you're a parent, it's actually a link to um, uh, affirmations for kids. So it's a really great resource too. If you have kids, it kind of serves a dual purpose there. And, and I know it sounds, it can't sound a little bit, a little bit silly, but I promise you it works because it reminds you, you've got that positive affirmation and just seeing it is going to trigger you to remember to be self-compassionate, to give yourself that positive self-talk, right? You know, we've spent, we spent, a lot of us spent a lot of years with negative self-talk running through our mind. We need to retrain ourselves to have the positive self-talk. And this can be very, very helpful. But like a lot of other things, it's going to be specific to you. So you will need to choose one. I can't choose one for you. I mean, I could, could certainly try to offer some suggestions. But at the end of the day, you're the one who will know which of the affirmations is going to be most uh, impactful for you. So there you go. If you want to pick up the whole toolkit, go to themintambition.com slash quiet. You can get the whole toolkit. And in the meantime, I would love for you to pick at least one of these different exercises that I've offered, maybe even all five, and let me know how it goes. Send me a note, reach out to me um, on LinkedIn or DM me on Instagram or any other way. You can re- 
drop me an email so you can reply to any of my emails. I read them all and I do reply to, to all the messages that I have coming in. So with that, have a wonderful week. I hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever day of the week it is right now. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, before you go, make sure you click to follow the show. This way, you don't have to go looking for the latest episode. I'll come to you. Just click the plus button or the follow and you'll get the latest episode fresh off the press. Thanks again. And remember that you are amazing. Now get out there and rise.